conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion... podcast with a title that when you think about it is really really stupid i'm dan o'keefe good will hunting his name is will hunting you didn't even introduce me dan yeah i'm not done with my intro yet oh my bad (laughs) that'd be like naming titanic good jack dawson ah or good eyebrows What's his name? Billy Zane? Good Billy Zane! I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, I'm Dan O'Keefe, and that that voice you heard so rudely interrupt my opening rant is bad Anna Otto. How are you, Anna? bad Anna Otto. (laughs) I have a lot to say, Dan. Okay. I'd like to start off by saying this movie confirmed my theories Matt Damon was hot when this movie came out. Why However, you, okay, was yes, I have a few things to say. Number one, fuck Casey Affleck. He's an idiot. I don't like him in this movie, and he is an assaulted. Wait, that came up backwards. An alleged assaulter, rapist, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know, but either way, we don't tolerate it at fucking all. None, zero. And if I was J Lo, I would tell Ben I refuse to meet your brother again. Thank you. The he the. It's interesting you bring it up in this, and you didn't mention it at all in the Oceans trilogy. I, there's reasons why I didn't. Okay. Um, I didn't want to get super heated in front of somebody I didn't know super well. Hi, Riley. <laughs> and so I'm bringing it up now because it's just the two of us. So I, <laughs> you know, and also I just couldn't remember which one was Casey Affleck in that movie because there were so many white men. And you know how that confuses me. I know it does. I'm surprised in, that you survived uh, well, our last episode for Dead Poet Society. I didn't. I asked Gage like every two seconds which one was Ethan Hawke. I'd be like, is that him? And he'd be like, no, Anna, that's the one with the cheekbones. I'd be like, oh, cheekbones. And then I'd try again. And I think I finally got it at the end of the movie. Proud of you. Thank um, you. I will say, before you have more to say, because I assume you have more to say than just I the do. Casey Thank Affleck. Thank you. Um, I will say that Casey Affleck has... The, the the second most quoted, third most quoted line in the movie. That changes nothing for me because I also, know. Also, I guess this will maybe go towards your point. He improvised basically all of his dialogue, Ugh. which made everybody on set mad at him. Yeah. Dan, he rubs me as just I hope a he nightmare. doesn't. I hope he, he doesn't rub you. He doesn't rub me. He, um strikes me as I hope he doesn't <laughs> no, okay dan <laughs> you're really making this hard he comes across my mind as okay. no fun and i also want to talk about dan i know you saw you got something the other day that said you're the luckiest of the lucky and this reminded me of it oh yeah i have my uh chinese f- fortune yeah. cookie uh, yeah, among the lucky you are the chosen one yeah you want to know why dan 
Yeah, tell me why. You're a fucking white man. <laughs> cis white man, Dan. And I say that because you want to know how low, how low the bar is for white men? It's below the floor. It's below the floor because last night I said the words, you know, it does rub me wrong that Matt Damon didn't stop using, I think it was the F word, until this year when his daughter was forced by him yeah. to write a 10-page paper on why he should stop using it. And now he's finally come around. But that's, you know, he's doing a lot better than Casey Affleck, so I'll let it, I'll let it slide. Um, this just does go to show you that a Harvard education really doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that too. Man, uh, they really came for they came for Ivy League schools' throats. I did love this movie, though. I will say. Okay, that. I was like, "Wow, you're really going hard on everybody." And, no, and it's so strange how Ben Affleck is the one after all these years who probably, I mean, every basically everybody loves Matt Damon, but like, I I like Matt Damon. I'll yeah, say it. But the the career and public persona roller coaster that Ben Affleck has gone over in the past. Not even fifty. I mean, twenty years, but also just in the past two years with Jennifer Lopez and with Ana de Armas. Oh yeah, I forgot they were together. Right? It is, mm -hmm. and his back tattoo and all of it. What? It's fast. Oh, he's got a full back tattoo of a I'm dragon. Doing the, oh, honey. Okay, let's Ben Affleck back. Oh God. I like how you came up right away. This is getting oh, very God. breathy. Yeah, because I'm nervous. It's hideous. <laughs> it's not a dragon. It's a phoenix. Oh, my oh, lord. Sorry. You know, I know a lot of people find him attractive. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. He has a nice jawline, but that's where it ends for me, I feel like. I'll tell him that. He'll be heartbroken. <laughs> He'll be devastated. However, young Matt Dave, I... I learned a lot about myself watching this movie. I know my mom's listening, but I'm going to say it anyway. I learned some toxicity that I had to unlearn <laughs> about myself. Um, because there were some scenes where Matt Damon was yelling, and I was like, wait a second, why is this so hot? And Gage was looking at me like, ew, good thing you're in therapy already. And I was like, yeah. It's not like I, I've been yelled at a lot in my life. I think I just think Matt Damon's hot. Okay, anyway. At some point, we'll have to watch the talented Mr. Ripley, and you can really see, about the same time, young, hot Matt Damon. So fine. For what? Like, I'm not normally into skinny dudes, but he was doing something. The hair, the mm -hmm. eyes... You want to talk about the female gaze? I could have looked into it. I could have gazed into his eyes all day. Okay, I'm done thirsting. Okay. So, the movie <laughs> we're talking about today is Goodwill Hunting. Wait, I have one more thing to say. Okay. Gage is getting annoyed with me because the only line I knew from this movie before watching it was How do you like them apples? <laughs> so I just kept going, Hey, Gage, do you like apples? I got her number. How do you like them apples? And he was like, please, God, stop. And this morning, that was the first thing I said to him when I woke up. And he oh, said, are no. you going to say that when we and you record tonight? And I said, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, yes, it's Goodwill Hunting. Apples. Released on December 5th, 1997. 
uh, directed by Gus Van Sant, written by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. You know, two dummies came up with something that's got a nine. I saw what the percentage was on Rotten Tomatoes, and I screamed. It, this is more than just on Rotten Tomatoes. This is an Academy Award-winning film. An Academy Award-winning screenplay. Two Dumb and Dumber really came up with something that good, huh? <laughs> uh, it stars Robin Williams, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Bill Skarsgård's dad, Minnie Stop! Driver. <laughs> and Casey Affleck, as we mentioned. Um, and an actor named Scott William Winters, who the he's gym? the long-haired guy in the bar. Oh, God, he he's crusty. But his brother, you may recognize, his brother is Dean Winters. Won't recognize the name, but if you've ever seen the Mayhem Allstate commercials, that's He's his brother. Mayhem? My mom loves Mayhem. Hopefully she well, has Allstate. She doesn't, but she loves Mayhem. Uh, let's just take a minute to talk about whose career is doing better right now. Because Mr. Mayhem is probably raking in the dollars. And he's oh, was on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, no, the, his brother was always the more successful one. He was on Oz. He was on 30 Rock. He was on SVU. He's also the more attractive one and more is, talented yeah. one, if I'm being honest. Sorry, not sorry. Um, how dare you insult the man who played Deputy Luke Barton on one episode of the 2017 reimagining of Lethal Weapon on Oh, CBS. honey. Oh, and watching your brother... Do amazing things. That's gotta hurt, man. Ooh, how do you like them apples? Am I right? You dare insult Please. the man who played Timmy Circo in a 2008 episode of Law and Order, and then yes. and Ooh, the then came back three years later for four episodes of SVU, playing Robert Dumas, NYPD Ooh. detective. Scott William Winters is. <clears throat> The voice of a generation, the voice of the voiceless, mm-hmm. as some may say. Um, yep. You can look at his brother Dean, and mm-hmm. he is the shadow, Mayhem. the evil version of him. The vulture. Mega Scott. Mm, bizarro Scott. Exactly, Scott with a mustache. Mm. Anyway, um, <laughs> music by Danny Elfman, distributed oh! by. Sorry, that was a, uh, a very weird scream, but I, I love Danny Elfman. If you want to keep going, distributed by Miramax. Boo! There hiss. we go. Hiss! Uh, with a budget of $10 million, it made $225 million at the box office. How, uh, wait, what was the budget again? $10 million. Nice. <laughs> nice. No, the, the amount that they made is op- opposed to how much they spent. Like they, Yeah didn't spend anything uh and as anna mentioned it has a very high approval rating on rotten tomatoes 98 percent shook that's an a dan i was shook that's an a plus okay i don't know what kind of schools you were going to but for me an a plus was a 99 or 100 Oh, it was 97 or above what the well because a b plus was 87 or or above i gotta get down to illinois where the grading is crazy yeah, oh, they're just, they're throwing out pluses. Oh, roll up your windows, friends. They're throwing in degrees. <laughs> uh, the critical consensus says it follows a predictable narrative arc, 
but Goodwill Hunting adds enough quirks to the journey and is loaded with enough powerful performances that it remains an entertaining, emotionally rich drama. Not to sound cliche, but I laughed, I cried, I yearned, I was angry. I, I kissed actually, myself. I, I, yep. I really enjoyed myself. I really did. Except I don't find Will Hunting to be likable. We'll get into that, though. I'm sure. And Big Raj, Roger Ebert, gave it three stars out of four. Um, he says that the story was predictable, but the individual moments, not the payoff, make it so effective. I mean, sometimes a little predictable is, like, comforting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, also, I mentioned Academy Awards. It was nominated for Best Original Song for Miss Misery by Elliot Smith. Um, mm. Best Original Score by Danny Elfman. Love him. Editing for Pietro Scalia. We love an editor, okay? We you do. know this, we love an editor. He won an Oscar for editing JFK. Mm. And he also was the editor on The Martian. Um, oh, so he and Matt Damon are in cahoots. Apparently. Mm. I uh, guess they call that friendship, you know? That's normally, yeah. People cahoots. are allowed to like each other. No, I don't like anyone. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Confirmed uh, friendship is a lie. Minnie Driver was nominated for Best Supporting Actress, Matt Damon nominated for Best Actor, Gus Van Sant for Best Director, and the film itself was nominated for Best Picture, uh, which it lost to Titanic. Uh, Understood, but also... uh. It did win Best Original Screenplay for Ben Affleck and Matt Damon's One Shared Brain Cell, and it (laughs) won Best Supporting Actor for Robin Williams. I mean, he really killed it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He, he is also the first, and I don't think, I do think only, actually, uh, actor to win Best Supporting Actor, despite being the first build person in the opening credits. Well, he's, I mean, probably the most famous. Yeah. So that's probably why. Yeah, oh, of course, they... The casting of him basically got the movie in production. Because they're like, once we got him, we're good to go. Um, Even though, like, a lot of people in that movie are famous, he's still the most famous. But they weren't as famous. This movie was, like, the launching pad for Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. They were in school ties five years before. Mm, Okay. uh, Yeah. High school football team. Never heard of her. Football. Uh, Never heard of her. Right. And, like, Stellan Skarsgård, aside from Robin Williams, he was the only other, like, known person, I guess. He was in The Hunt for mm-hmm. Red October. And uh, I feel like, I mean, by today's standards, Stellan's, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like he's not doing as much anymore. Like, he did Mamma Mia. He was in um, Chernobyl, I think. Oh. I did not watch that. That explains why I did not know. <laughs> he's still working. Is he? Or has he retired to let his sons take over? To let his sons eat him? To let his sons step on our throats and we say thank you. (laughs) They're all giant Scandinavian men. Uh, The first time that I saw this movie was in high school. It was in... We watched it for some reason. Well, it makes sense. We watched it in my AP psychology class. Oh, because not your, of, we watched A Beautiful Mind in mine. 
We watched A Beautiful Mind in my health class. I what think. is going on? Illinois is crazy. I don't understand why. A Beautiful Mind's a great movie. Yeah, um, it's a psychology film, though, I yeah, would say. I don't know why we didn't watch it there. No, we definitely watched it because I watched it in summer school when I took health class. That's weird. Y'all going crazy down there. Yeah, but I watched this in psychology, and I don't think I watched the whole thing because I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but my psychology class was the class where I would go for 10 minutes, leave for 70, and then come back for the last 10. Yeah, you've said that before, Dan. Yeah. Because we've both had to take psych multiple times, haven't we? Yeah, baby. Yeah, but I actually was in class and present the whole time. I just did not like psych. So, so if anything, that when, that's worse. Yeah, <laughs> I, my uh, my um desk partner in psychology had a very unfortunate name, but he was very tough looking, so nobody ever bothered him. I will text it to you because I can't say it on the air. I'm going to make up famous. one because I don't like leaving people in suspense, and I don't want to dox this person. Mm, uh, but I'm yeah. guessing that his name is Twinkle Toes McGee. Yep, that's right on. And he's seven foot fall. Seven foot fall. Yep, that's the one. That's it. Uh, And I remember watching this in my psych class. They're like, yeah, that's a good movie. And then I've watched it again since, and I was like, yeah, I was right. That is a good movie. Good job, Mm -hmm. 17-year-old Dan. This was the first time I ever saw it, except for, like, clips that I watched in, like, film classes. Mm-hmm. So did, that's all I did. Have it make to you add. want to move to New England in the fall? It made me want to peep some leaves. I'll say that much. I literally said to Gage, I was like, New England. I bet there's going to be some good leaf peeping. <laughs> My mom texted me earlier today and she was like, Well, when you come home for Christmas, there aren't going to be any leaves on the trees. So here's a picture of the neighborhood. A bunch <laughs> of fall leaves. Beautiful. Did you tell her that I had sent you pictures of leaves and myself stepping on the leaves? I didn't. That's a secret thought. Oh, okay. That's a thing that I don't tell to people. That makes it, it sound really like sad. I said you porn. Uh, I know, but it's, uh, I, it kind of sounds worse that I asked my friend to send me a video of her stepping on a leaf for me. I, I was completely clothed. That No, it doesn't. You have nothing to do with why this is sad. Oh, okay. I'm just, just for the, the listeners, I was. The the request is what makes this sad. Oh, I guess. I thought it was cute. I didn't think anything of it. I said, Dan misses the leaves. Let me send Dan some leaves. Poor baby trapped in California where they don't have any trees. Perchance, madam. Spare me a crunch. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Just a crumb of leaf. A crumb of fall. Uh, Let's get into the movie. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. Just um, do it. Don't let your dreams be dreams. So movie opens up and there is a MIT class. All a bunch of smarty pants. There's a theorem that if they solve yeah. it, they're super smart. They have all semester to solve it. Super hard math theorem. Don't understand what it means. Looks complex. Probably a Couldn't proof. tell me a single thing about it. I, I checked out as soon as I heard the word math. Well, you checked out real early. I checked out before the movie started. I don't think they ever actually say the word math. Yeah, it's like saying a word zombie in a zombie movie where they don't say the word zombie. 
Mm-hmm. They use all different synonyms. Walkers, runners, clickers. Sprinters, joggers. Biters. Dancers. Tappers. The killers. Theater kids. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and there's this one sexy janitor boy who, after the class one day, goes up he's and he sexy. solves the theorem on the chalkboard. He's not that smart, though, because he doesn't ring out the mop before he gets to mop it. Yeah. Let's just say that. Oh, my gosh. Horrible janitor. He's not that smart. <laughs> Spends all his time reading library books and hitting, throwing pitches in the batting cages. Can't be bothered to open a book on how to use a mop. Uh, so this man, this smarty pants man, is Will Hunting, who the title spoilers will eventually become good. Because he's kind of an ass. Oh, God, I know for a fact that if I met him in real life, I would hate him. I would think he's pretentious, and I would not find anything about him sexy. So I don't really know what Ms. Schuyler sees in him besides good hair and some pretty eyes. He's got nice arms. Yeah, and I know he's, like, damaged, but, (laughs) you know, maybe it's because I'm old now. Maybe when I was, you know, 20... 21 mm-hmm. i probably would have been all over him but now i'm old and withered and weathered the, and i just think i wouldn't like him the listeners don't know this but the ymca officially declared anna to be old before we started Stop. recording dan i had forgotten and then you just reminded me that i am what is it a professional a young a uh, young prof- or a working professional or a young Disgusting. professional the ymca's age brackets are Youth, up to 17. Young Mm -hmm. adult, 18 to 25. Nope, you lost me. Young professional, 26 to 35. Adult. You have to be 36 to be an adult in the eyes of the Young Men's Christian Association. So I'm not... I'm not an adult yet. But I can rent a car and buy alcohol and book a hotel room. It's almost like what Brittany said. I'm not a girl, not yet a young professional. You're right. That's, that's me. That's the name of the title. Uh, so is. bad will hunting. He's got a, a group of friends that he hangs out with, uh, including himbo king Ben Affleck. I mean, yes. Um, unfortunate that only one fly got caught in his throat. It could have been a thousand that would have been happier. Casey Affleck. I have one more thing to say about Casey Affleck. Do you think his brother let him do this movie to be nice? And then he was like, fuck you. You're never doing another movie with me again because your attitude. <laughs> I, honestly, he might. I don't think him and the, the two of them have worked together again. Yeah, Gage said he doesn't think they're close. Oh, he did. Because I was, told him. He was the lead in Gone Baby Gone, which Ben Affleck directed. But that was Ben saying, okay, I'll give you one more shot. And then he said, never again with your accusations you terrible piece of poop <laughs> not to form opinions but when someone <laughs> sounds like a form an opinion i don't i don't have tolerance you know mm-hmm. right to jail as i said to gage <laughs> <laughs> to quote that fred arm is in bit from parks and rec bit from parks and rec yeah uh and their other friend billy mcbride played by cole hauser who is just kind of there oh he seems sweet he is sweet um, he's a ginger and he sometimes wears hats. And he's good with cars. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, I could. I wish I had more friends who were good with cars. The gang, they hang around. They're kind of just, you know, 
townies in Southie, Boston. Um, you know it's a movie set in Boston because they're from Southie, because that's the only area of Boston that exists. There was the also world. one empty box in uh, Matt Damon's apartment of Sam Adams. That's also how I knew we were in Boston. And uh, there's an entire scene predicated around a 70s Boston Red Sox game. You're right. Which is You're just right. what life is based around. Red Sox game. Before yep. the Sox won the World Series, that's all that life was. Old Red Sox games. Mm-hmm. Um, they watch little kids play baseball. They talk about taking their kids to play baseball one day about a million times. And sometimes they get in fights. Sometimes this movie touched on some non-toxic masculinity, though. It like, did. We were on our way, but we didn't make it. But we were close. Yeah, there were there were a, a group of other hooligans who were harassing a woman that they know from the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, all these people are underage. Oh yeah, they're <laughs> all the twenty. They are all twenty. But they're you know they're southie. They're local kids. They're good. Nothing bad's happening with them. Who drinking. gives a fuck, right? Yeah. At least if I know they're drinking here, I know they're here, right? That was a terrible accent, but I did my best. You, you tried it, and for that, no one can criticize you. Pocky car in the Harvard Yard. Thank you. Clam chowder. I've watched Family Guy. <laughs> I've been... Peter. When I get bored, I watch old presidential debates. Um, oh, Jesus, Dan, you are ancient. I am... I, well, it's because I want to remember my youth watching the Kennedy-Nixon debates. Dan! <laughs> that's... Daniel! Okay, it's fine. So I like, it's just fun hearing hearing JFK's accent during those debates. It's like a A good Catholic. A good Catholic. Ah, and this movie. um, Loaded with good Irish Catholics. Oh my gosh. Even Mm. if you lie about how many siblings you have. Mm. Um, So they, the the good gang, our gang, beats up the bad (laughs) gang. Um, but in doing so, Matt Damon just go into town on their ringleader and mm-hmm. he gets arrested because, you know, that is assault. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Yes. Doesn't he kick a cop, though? Yeah, he does. Mm. And then he tries to get out of it in the courtroom by quoting a, a case from the 1790s. He's a smart Alec. That's all we have to say about that. Mm-hmm. He's too smart for his own good. Uh, so... One night, the the gang they go to a bar, a Harvard bar, a Harvard bar. Harvard bar. Oh, look at that! We did it together. <gasps> Teamwork. We parked our car in the Harvard bar. Yeah, we did. We really did. We parked a car in the Harvard bar. And when they're there, Chucky. I never mentioned Ben Affleck's I literally name. cannot, Chucky. if we're not calling him that, I refuse. No, it's Ben Affleck. Uh, ben Affleck spots uh, a pretty girl that he wants to talk to. That pretty girl being Harvard the Hatties. driver. The Harvard uh, Hatties. Yeah, her name is Skyla. 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 Um, mini driver uh, wearing... I don't get halter tops. No, that's not a is halter top. Is that what top. that was? Whatever I she thought was wearing, it was a... Super sp- thin straps. Yeah, um, a spaghetti strap. Yeah, I don't get them. I don't think they look good on anyone. Well, now I only wear them underneath other things, you know? Like, yeah. I wear my camis underneath stuff, like, if I think it'll look inappropriate if I don't wear one. Not to, not to judge. Well, I am judging the costume designer. Pick about a shirt. Spaghetti it straps. It was in back then. Spaghetti straps were in. Nah. 
I'm sorry spaghetti straps didn't leave it. Well leave for it for you. dinner. Spaghetti's for dinner, not for sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, so as they're going uh, to talk to him, one of Skylar's fellow co-eds, to make it sound like a porn, uh, tries to embarrass Chucky because he's like, oh, you don't go here. I'm smarter oh, than good. you because I have a ponytail. And I'm that ponytail's an hideous. Oh my correct. Gosh. Absolutely correct. And then Matt Damon comes in, swoops into town, busts him up with some knowledge that he got $1.50 mm-hmm. in late fees for the public You want to embarrass my friend? I can't do a Boston accent. Would you like to embarrass my friend? <laughs> That's how it would sound if he was in Wisconsin. Oh, are you trying to embarrass my friend? Why don't we take it outside there, buddy guy? Oh, hold my, my Miller light. Yeah, no, you're going down. Oh, Oh, jeez, I hate to do this to you. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting wistful for the, the old country. Are you talking about the Wisconsin. Midwest? <laughs> Is it my accent? Oh, no. Oh, uh, yeah. It's not my accent? Hmm. So the gay, the, it, get, it gets diffused. Nothing happens. They embarrass the guy. Yeah. Uh, and then... Into silence. He later, he after he talks to Skylar, has a nice introductory chat. Mm-hmm. Um, they see Ponytail sitting at a Duncan. You know it's set in Boston. Ah, the Duncan. Duncan. I said that. I was like, you know we're in Massachusetts. They got that fucking Duncan. <laughs> um, and he walks up to him and he goes, hey, do you like apples? Uh, yeah. I got a it? number. How do you like them apples? Uh, roll credits. Oh my god, the most iconic line I've ever heard. <laughs> Oi, vey. Oi. So, the will he does end up saying the judge won't let him off. He gets put in prison with a $50,000 bail. He can't afford that. He's a Are poor you kid by from any Southie. chance a lawyer, a law undergrad? I can't Are you by any chance pre-law? Pre-law. Um but because Stellan Skarsgård has figured out that Matt Damon was the one who solved the theorem, he's like, I can get you released from prison as long as you work for me and go to supervised therapy. Yes, Scandinavian daddy. <laughs> uh, and Will's like, okay, I don't need therapy, but okay. Therapy? That's for losers. Just kidding. Direct I'm quote. in therapy. Currently, Wait. these are actually just recorded therapy sessions. This is just Dan and I in therapy. We're each other's therapists. We've oh. both taken one psych class twice. Horrible. Horrible if we were each other's therapists. God, we'd just be, like, encouraging poor behavior. <laughs> <laughs> so we go, run through a gamut of psychologists, and none of them connect with Will. One Some is of them a hypnotist. are defo-quacks. Um. One will figures out that he is a closeted gay man. Um, nineteen ninety-seven, <laughs> a different time. The, some of the jokes in this movie would not land today. There's a lot of homophobia in this movie, but mm-hmm. I've never been to Boston. I feel like that might still be an issue. Eh. Not with everyone in Boston. I'm sure there's a roaring gay scene. However, <laughs> that what a qualifier. I'm there's sure a there's a roaring gay scene. 
Well, I, I don't know. I've never been there. I mean, they used to burn women if they had a thought in the 1600s. So let's talk about that for a minute, Boston. That was Get the, state of, Mass- Get the state of Massachusetts on the phone, Dan. Oh, my brother moved out. I can't. He used oh, to live in Boston. Damn. Um, so out of desperation, Lambeau, Skarsgård, he calls his old college roommate, uh, a wacky, a little wacky, a little different sort of psychologist, Robin Williams. We love a wacky psychologist. Mm-hmm. Because, Keeping you know, things fresh. He's also from Southie, you know. He knows how to push back. He knows how to push Will's buttons to get him to, you know, kind of open up. Crack open that shell a little bit. Gotta, gotta bust a few heads to make a scrambled egg. Excuse me. Oh, wait. This is Boston, not New York. Otherwise, he's going to say, bust a few balls. Just busting your balls, man. Busting your balls. I accidentally said busting my balls at work to my boss the other day. <laughs> he did not notice. I was like, Jamar, I've been busting my balls over here. And I was like, oh, that was an inside thought. <laughs> By the way, here's my two weeks notice out of embarrassment. Goodbye. Literally. Literally. My, um, my one moment notice. <laughs> it's in writing, but I quit. Goodbye. I'm too embarrassed to show my face here again. So after the first, well, at the first therapy session, uh, Will starts pushing at Robin Williams' buttons and starts criticizing a painting that he has that he made. So rude. I thought it was a beautiful painting. I did too. I thought it was very nice. It reminded me of Sting for some reason. God. The musician Sting. Gage watched the old Dune and you know he's in that. Is it bad that I'm just not interested in seeing I'm not Dune? either. Gage Everybody that I know is like, oh my god, I love it, it's great. I I'm not a I'm oh. aside from Star Wars, I don't like like the big sci-fi stuff. No. Gage watched it while I was at hanging out with some girlfriends because I had I said, watch it without me, I don't care how many hot men are in it, or Zendaya, because I love her. I really don't it care. It really does run the gamut of attractive people. It really does. They said, quick. Who are the hottest actors? No, I don't mean most talented. I mean best looking. At first, they just come up with the list that says Chris Pratt. No, rip it up, throw that shit out. <laughs> you want to talk about people who I'm sick of. He's on that list. Um, I will say the coolest. I was in Vegas, for those of you who don't know, this weekend. Um, and the coolest slot machine that they had in one of the casinos was like a Dune slot machine that looked like an arcade machine and it like totally wrapped over completely and it made like an upside an upside down u is an n a lowercase n but it made like a a, an upside down u shape people would call that an arch yeah that's the word an arch (laughs) (laughs) was it at the um was it at the mandalay bay hotel no it was at the venetian Ooh. I've never been... Wait, that's a lie. I was in there. We didn't go on any gondolas or anything, but we mm. looked at some fancy jewelry, because if I remember correctly, they have a Tiffany there. They do, yes. Yes, I went to the Tiffany. Wow. Do you have breakfast I didn't buy there? anything. I just looked. I do have a Tiffany necklace, though, but it's not from there. Anyway. Uh, so <laughs> a- after he gets showers, Will starts to basically mock his dead wife. Uh, yo i know he's trying to get out of therapy but that's too just low that's yeah. low and robin williams pushes back by choking him be like don't you mention my wife again don't talk about I my mean, wife 
Honestly, good for you, reasonable. Robin. Good for you, Robin. And it's like one of those things, you know, like dogs do this, you know? You push and push and push, and then when the other dog, the bigger dog, finally, like, steps on you or something, then you're like, oh, I shouldn't do that anymore. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, with men and dogs, takes a little roughing them up, scare them a little bit, spook them. Give them the old one-two, don't talk about my wife ever again. Beat your boyfriends. No, no, that's not <laughs> what I'm talking about. I'm talking about... Ma- oh, God, that did come out wrong. Didn't it? I'm talking about, like... Bro on bro content. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I feel like you got to stand your ground a little bit because somebody who's going to be a button pusher don't hurt, don't hurt anybody, but don't be afraid to stand your ground. Oh my gosh, the golden shovel that you're digging this hole with—it's beautiful. I said, don't hurt anyone. <laughs> no, just don't be afraid to stand up for yourself. Uh, so. Uh, of course, Stellan Skarsgård. We're done. We're done. <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård. He's like, oh, man, Will's ruined another therapist. But Robin Williams, he's like, nah, 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 nah. Will's a challenge. I can fix him. Oh, God, I can fix that. Mm. Takes off his straw hat. <laughs> Takes off his straw shirt. Takes oh, off pads. his straws. <laughs> that is a scarecrow. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> So uh, we go to another therapy session and Will, he's struck by the fact that Robin Williams had tickets to a World Series game, the aforementioned Boston Red Sox Pudge Fisk home run game. They Uh, used a lot of old footage from that actual game, which was kind of nice. I know, right? They showed it, didn't have to explain it. Show, don't tell, as they were Mm. telling. Um, But... Robin Williams, he didn't go to that game. He had tickets. But that day, he saw a girl with pretty eyes from across the bar. He was like, sorry, guys. I gotta talk to this girl. So he talked to her, and that's his wife. You know what a modern-day situation would be? I swiped right on this girl. Oh, I was gonna say, I got her number. How about them apples? (laughs) And then you just text her during the game so you can still go to the game with your boys and maybe meet her later. Because time waits for no one. Wow. Romance is saying. dead with you, apparently. What? I'll just text no, her wait. later. You're not going to give up the game to go talk to a beautiful woman that you never want to no. miss? What's no. it like living in an ice cold world? It's not that bad. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I am ice cold. I always thought I was a sappy romantic, but maybe I'm not. Hmm. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> time has hardened my heart. <laughs> you young professional. Stop! Uh, also, earlier, Robin Williams gave a beautiful monologue when he's sitting on a bench with Will in a park. Um, just about his life, basically, and the time mm. that he spent with his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that the it's not your fault scene is the one that gets people crying, but that's oh, the one that, that just good. got me feeling, just got me feeling things. Dan, we know you're a sappy romantic. Yes. Oh my Lord. That's, that's all I have to say that's about it. this. This episode, I will be putting my foot in my mouth and Dan will be crying the whole time. Thank I you. see two birds flying together and I'm like, oh, 
Love in the avian kingdom. If you're a bird, I'm a bird. (laughs) (laughs) Or my other favorite bird quote from Forrest Gump. Lord, make me a bird so I can fly. Fly far, far away from here. Forrest, say it with me. Lord, please make me a bird so I can fly. Fly far, far away from here. That's when um, Jenny's getting beat by her dad. Mm -hmm. And that's your favorite part of the movie? No, it's just a part that... No. I um that part just gets stuck in my head a lot when I, I see a bird. <laughs> I just noticed that you have the Nickelodeon splat. Oh, no, fly that's swatter a fly. hanging yeah. beyond you. Yes. I love it. Thank you. I bought it for college, but I'm kind of freaked out by bugs, so I hasn't really seen much action. It's it's just a decoration piece. Yeah. To let people know I'm ready to fight at a moment's notice. <laughs> Uh, so Stellan Skarsgård, he's been finding all these job opportunities that he thinks Will's going to be great at with a bunch of these random companies where you get hired to do nothing all day and get paid a boatload of money. Literally all they do is math. I'd rather die. Full stop. Not so, even being dramatic. I, it is. My, my dad is an accountant and I don't understand how he does it. God bless him. I Right? Like the world <sighs> needs him, but. Yeah. We have a couple of friends who are accountants and same thing. Like I just, how can you, I dated an accountant for a brief while in college and I, where did he find joy? You know? Yeah. The numbers. What do they mean? Mm-mm. How do I find a, no, another penny to save? I mean, um, our friend who's an accountant, he makes a good amount of money, but yeah, accountants make great at money. At what cost, you know, at what cost? <laughs> Uh, but Will has been basically tanking these meetings because he doesn't want uh, an unfulfilling job. He he wants to stay in Southie all his life, you know, because he's scared. Mm-hmm. He's scared of the unknown. He's scared too, of bud. putting himself out there. Aren't we all? Makes sense. Mm-hmm. We're all afraid of change. It's okay. Um, and Sean thinks that Stellan Skarsgård is pushing Will too fast to do things when Will doesn't really even know himself. How can he know what he wants when he doesn't know who he is? Ugh. <laughs> Welcome I, to the uh, sad portion of the podcast where Anna and I reevaluate our lives. Yeah. <laughs> I get most of my joy from grocery shopping. Me too, though. I think that's just being an adult. Sorry, yeah. a young professional. Imagine telling that to your 16-year-old self. That I get joy from grocery shopping? Most of your joy from grocery shopping. (laughs) I think the other parts of my joy are, you know, watching reality TV about evangelical Christians. (laughs) And then commenting on it to either your girlfriend or my boyfriend. (laughs) To whether your girlfriend or my girlfriend. And I was like, ooh, plot twist. Mm, Anna's dating Anna. Uh, (gasps) Dreams. Yeah, that's everyone's dream, but I win. (laughs) Oh, that was really cute. (laughs) See, you are such a romantic. She's going to listen to this and be like, disgusting. So Will sees that Sean is backing him up for this. And he's like, well, shit, I got to be deeper with Sean. You know, I can... I can really open myself up to this man. 
this short king that he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also through this, his relationship with Minnie Driver has been kind of going smooth and steady so far. Oh, it's so cute. Some of the times they're spending together just warms my little heart. And they're, they're actually a really cute couple. They are, yeah. Um, She's got a really big jawline, though. Mm-hmm. Like, her jaw comes out really far. And... Will, he started to realize that it's not just Will versus the world. It's everybody else is just as, as broken as he is. Mood. She believed he lied. Oh my God, Gage, and I literally said that today while we were cooking. I, <laughs> he goes, she believed, and I went, he lied. Oh no, he goes, realize, realize. Real, what was it? Realize, 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 real lies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I say that all the time. Yeah, we said that one, and that she believed he lied. We say that to each other all the time. Next, God, you just need to get school. a damaged tattoo on your forehead. No, not damaged. Daddy's <laughs> uh, a little monster. So, Skyler, Minnie Driver, she is going to Stanford in the fall. Um, she's a genius queen. Yeah, but and she has asked will to move to california with her which is kind of seems like it's moving pretty fast it is moving really fast and again i feel like in a modern day relationship they just do long distance for a while yeah long distance is a lot easier now than it was back before cell phones were widespread yeah i feel like people have long distance significant others all the time now to bring up my brother again he's married to the same woman that he was dating as a sophomore in high school they didn't mm-hmm. go to college together. Mm-hmm. They were halfway across the country. And you know what? She believed. He lied. No, he believed. <laughs> <laughs> I've had, I had, I dated a guy who was studying abroad in Ireland for a while. That was kind of weird, but mm-hmm. we made it work. We were still dating when he got back. He came back. I thought you were going to say, we were still dating when he broke up with me. Well, that too. <laughs> I tried the the long I the long distance thing didn't really work. Wasn't yours only literally across the border? <laughs> yeah, I was about a hundred miles. Yep. Um, I mean, I I'm bad. I'm bad at texting. No, me too. I I think I told you this, but um, when I was in college, my first college boyfriend actually he's married now. I think I broke his heart. Um, and part of it was because I'd get mad at him because I'd text him every day and granted i was like a lot clingier then because it was like my first real boyfriend uh-huh. but i text him every day when he was home because he lived in a different state than i was and he'd go for weeks without texting me and then that i later found weeks out this is an issue yeah he, well not even weeks but he'd go like a full week without talking to me hmm. even if i'd be like hey how's your day going hey hope you're having a good day and then like i'd call him and he'd be, he just wouldn't answer. And he'd be like, can't talk. And then I, he came back. And I'd be like, why couldn't you talk? He's like, oh, I was with my friends. We were getting high. And I was like, <laughs> so you couldn't just tell me, hey, I'm with my friends? And he, like, got it in his head that just because I don't smoke weed that I was, like, super against. It was a whole thing, Dan. I could go on. Nobody wants to hear about my relationships. Traumas. Save that for the man you pay. Oh, he knows all about it. He lived it. What? He you're dating? You're you're you dated your current therapist? That's what I got from that set he lived. I thought you it. meant Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm confused. I don't know. Where were we? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> Will and Skyler, they get into a fight. He panics about it. They, he, he, does, he says, I don't love you. It, I jump into the, the screen crying and go, no! Well, no! you do! And I hug both of them and I go, now kiss. I start screaming, Kenny Loggins, don't fight it. Again, I'm crying to I'm Afternoon elderly. Delight since it was played earlier <laughs> in the movie. And it's played in the credits. It's the I second song it. in the credits. It's great. The um, Glee version. Yeah. So, Will, he storms out um, in a state of undress, much to the delight of the co-eds walking past. But not to my delight because I'm mad at him. I've seen films that start that way. Um <laughs> in a state of undress or because you're mad at someone and hunk walks across campus in a state mm. of undress as two young co-eds walk past and smile yeah is that the first thing on your search history dan <laughs> it, 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 it's from college confidential 97 <laughs> god you're old dan <laughs> I meant the ninety seventh. I meant the ninety seventh edition, not oh. nineteen ninety seven. Oh. <laughs> Oops. You don't even know how the sequel works. Sequels work in that business. No. The business is porn. I'm talking I about know. porn. We are. Goodwill Hunting. XXX. You know I've never watched any porn. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. I just have no interest. The Catholic guilt runs strong. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Will, he also is saying, like, the work that Stellan Skarsgård has given him, it's a joke. He can do it in his sleep, basically, because Will is functionally, like, Einstein-level smart, they talk about. Do you think he's autistic? No, I don't. Mm. Gage and I were discussing the possibility of that. Like, maybe, I hate to say it, I know this isn't, like, like, maybe, like, ah, I knocked a can over, but it was empty and it scared me. Not your sparkling water. How did you fucking know? Because you, you drink a seltzer. Oh, that's true. <laughs> seltzer and Starbucks holiday drinks. Ah! I've been seen. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, that was something that came up in our discussion. I don't really know that I think he is either, but I think the possibility is there. Just because, you know, sometimes those elevated IQs are attached to other, um... Uh, brain situations because yeah. it's a disorder or whatever because it's yeah i think the i mean the uh, like savant stereotype that goes along with autism that was i guess like the main portrayal of autism in media for a while has kind of been yeah. disproven um hmm. i did not know that i i don't know enough to actually explain it but i just know that that is a thing that has happened. Um, Please, Dan, teach me psychology. Oh, this is more than psychology. This is a lot of, of various different fields. Please teach me behavioral science. Um, but I, I think if you read everything within the film, sure, his character could be autistic. But the reason I'm saying that he's not is because I don't think there is any world where Matt Damon and Ben Affleck write in, in 1997, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck write a sympathetic autistic main character yeah no i i hate to say it but i think that if if we were to interview 90s 
Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, they would have some very unfavorable opinions on people with any sort of disorder or disability. Maybe. I don't I don't, I don't want to read into know. it Maybe too much. Great but. People. It's it's 2021. Either way, we've all learned and grown since the 90s. Matt Damon has a daughter who's teaching him things now. It's uh, Honestly, it's good. That's her cross to bear. <laughs> good for her. Uh so Will it basically walks out, throws everything out. He's like, I'm done. I'm done with this shit. No, this is helpful. I'm going to go work construction uh, with with Ben Affleck. And Ben Affleck I mean, also in a previous scene went not to... Not a bad job, though. Not a bad job. He, he went to an interview posing as Will and forced <laughs> them to give him money because he won't get a job unless he's working on Retainer! Oh, God. Some say that that's why this won an Oscar. I agree. That's really no, no one says that. That's not the scene. That ain't it, my dude. That listen, Ben Affleck might have been in this movie, but Matt Damon was carrying this on his back. Okay, he carried this film on his back. Uh, so that next is the Sean. He points out that Will, he's really good at figuring out when things are going to fail. And he either just lets him fizzle out or purposely blows him up so that he can mm. avoid any future emotional pain. We call that self-sabotage. Yeah, we call that something that I assume both of us do, too. Uh, depends. Yeah, I've definitely done it. I mean, I think we've all self-sabotaged at some point. Not Ben Affleck. Yeah, he was playing the long game with J-Lo, that's why. <laughs> um, so, when Will jokes around when, when Sean asks him what he wants to do in life, Robin Williams, he kicks him out. He was like, no, we're not joking around. If you're going to waste my time, waste someone else's time. As someone who did want to be a shepherd when they grew up, I was honestly offended. I didn't even realize that you could be a shepherd. Mm. what some kind of catholic you are okay yeah (laughs) am i gonna be a well no carpenter is a real job did i ever tell you when i was looking for jobs how i saw something a church was looking for a carpenter and mentor and i was like they trying to hire jesus they they try to have the rapture come what's going on christ is here i know he's here (laughs) somewhere were they also selling are they selling wares in the temple for him to throw a fit at that was my Jesus Christ superstar interpretation. <laughs> uh, so, Will, he he goes back to working as a laborer, breaking down concrete blocks. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to do that job, but I do want to break down a concrete wall with a sledgehammer. Doesn't it look kind of fun? It I does. know I would hurt every single bone in my body. Every single muscle would be screaming, but it would be fun. I volunteered at the Habitat for Humanity Restore like their version mm. of Goodwill once. Yeah. And they had a bunch of old furniture that they knew they wouldn't sell that mm-hmm. was donated to them by Marquette. It was old dorm furniture. Oh. Um, Ew. Yeah, nobody wants a crusty dorm furniture. My job, me and my friend's job, was they gave us hammers mm. and we had to break the furniture down and throw it in the dumpster. Ooh. 
It was the best day of my life. That sounds amazing. Oh my gosh. If if you have the chance, if you have the means, I highly recommend. It is so choice. Uh, when we were in college, before your time, so when I was a sophomore, we did a production of Company, right? Yeah. And part of the set was um, giant pictures of the cast that would okay. fly in when their character was on screen or on stage. I had the smallest part, but I had the biggest picture. My picture was over six feet tall. Good. Why didn't you keep it? Um, I wanted to, but someone whose name rhymes with KJ Majune <laughs> sent me a picture and said, rip, and then I think he killed it. So <laughs> I don't know if he even remembers that, but yeah, I do. Oh. Coverage Farm remembers. Um. I bet he had fun, though. Oh, my gosh, yeah. During I, strike, my job half the time was to stand in the dumpster and jump. I'm envious. Horribly never... dangerous with all the nails and shit that was in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much yeah. fun. Yeah. OSHA violations everywhere. Mm. Um, OSHA who? Yeah. So Ben Affleck, he says to, to Will that his basically his biggest hope is that one day when he's on his way to pick him up to drive him to work or to school or wherever, that... He doesn't answer because then he knows that he's gone and done something with his life. I get it. But also, I would want my friend to tell me. I don't know. Maybe I'm too sensitive. These are men. They don't say goodbye to each other. They just now that leave. we're men, we have facial hair. But they grew up together. Now that we're men, we don't say I goodbye. Oh. I know you're doing SpongeBob. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Uh, so... It's it's Ben Affleck's wisdom that gets to Will more than anything else that really hits him at home. Um, and they go, Will goes to another therapy session where Robin Williams describes his history with child abuse, which is what Will, uh, what happened with Will when he was in his foster home. Will's an orphan. He doesn't have 13 siblings. Um, Neither, fam. His foster, when he would do something wrong, his foster parent would just leave out a wrench, a rod, and a rope. Uh, it was a wrench, a stick, and a belt, but embellish it, A wrench, a rod, and a rope. I'm sorry. I was trying to do the onomatopoeia. Okay, mother goose over here. (laughs) Uh, and he would have to choose, and Will would pick the wrench, because fuck him. Um. That is the line, yes. Yeah. And he's... uh, He... He realizes that, you know, he's a victim. And then Robin Williams, he says, all this, all this that happened, it's not your fault. It's It's sad. It's It's really sad. It's not your fault. How many times are you going to say It's not your fault, Anna. Until I start crying? It's not your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you fucking do this to me. I'm crying in the curb. Uh, and that that breaks Will open Mm -hmm. like a little soft boiled egg yeah he finally is like you know what I'm gonna take charge of my life and I'm trying to think of what emo punk song is like this and I can't remember it but there definitely is a song that's like now I'll do everything that I'm gonna do that's not how it goes but you're saying this but my brain just keeps going vindicated that's honestly i think that's the song i was thinking of yeah that was kind of i am selfish Selfish, i am wrong wrong. 
Oh, take me back to when we watched Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, so for his 21st birthday, the gang, they get him, they rebuild him a Chevy Nova for his 21st it's birthday. It's just a little beater car. It's cute. What good friends. The- yeah. Do you know what I remember? This scene reminds me specifically of after we finished watching the movie, my psych teacher went, you don't really see beaters on the road anymore. What's up with I that? I did. You wanted to know where I saw a beater on the road? One tried to cut me off yesterday. <sighs> I was like, yeah, you're driving like an idiot because your car's poopy and my car's nice. <laughs> Drag. So I'm a drive seat. Drag this car. I Drag will. That car was drivers. booty, and I'll be darned if they're going to wreck my car. Uh, so Will decides he's going to go to California and reunite with Skylar. Um, get back with her. Finally it's only do been what like a month, do. but what if she's moved on? or she's? I don't know. I probably would have been really excited, TBH. <laughs> and I'm like, ah! You're back! Yay! Uh, my boyfriend's back and you're gonna be in trouble dan that's from when you were growing up is that by the it's my party woman i think so it's uh, my party and i'll cry if i want i like that song not ironically i actually like that song oh i like that song too i used to sing it all the time when i was little because my mom had the mermaid soundtrack with share uh-huh. and it's on that album that one and um there's this song called, it goes, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, never make a pretty woman your wife. So from my personal point of view, get an ugly girl to marry you. I'll send it to you. <laughs> it's a good song. Uh, the, the singer's name is Leslie Gore. Mm. And Love that song. Good work, Les. Lee, wait. <laughs> I mean, if you were going for it, you're not wrong. Her spouse was Lois Sesson. Oh, good for them. Right? Good for them. They were 33 years they lived together. Oh, I hope they had a good life. Um, so, Will leaves a note for Robin Williams saying that he had to go see a girl. Robin Williams ad libs the, the classic line. Son of a bitch. He stole my line. (laughs) And that's the end. Chucky goes to see Will. He's not there. He rises driven off to California. Uh, And then the music plays us off. The music of Elliot Smith plays us off as we drive to California. And then it stops. And then Afternoon Delight starts playing as we still drive to California. Sky rockets in flight. Boom. Afternoon delight. Boom. Oh. And Love also it. in the credits, they have a very long thank you section. Oh, we didn't get that far. I watched the whole credits because I need to make sure that I can read everyone's name out loud. Like I'm doing a reading of the names. Um, out loud? Uh, yeah, out loud. That's kind of... I, I like to make sure that when I'm reading names out loud, I read them out loud. Um, the, it says, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck would like to thank their friends and family. And I'm like, is that a thing that people do? Normally the thank yous are very short. It's like, thanks to the state of Georgia for letting us film there. Hmm. 
Anyway. I mean, maybe it's like how on the end of every Pixar movie, and I think most Disney movies, they do production babies. So every baby that was born when the movie was being created is listed at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's really short. Sometimes it's really long. Anyway, that's Good Will Hunting. That's the movie. Ooh, I liked it. I did too. I realized the synopsis that I was giving. It doesn't... It, this is a explaining the movie makes it sound really boring because it's all yeah. about interpersonal relationships between characters and giving a plot synopsis doesn't help you get that. It's a lot of um, emotion too. Like it, yes. it just is the way things are said and delivered and like the, the quickness of the actors and everything like that. So, you know. I like how you also just described acting with, it's about how it's said and delivered. Well, gosh dang, I'm so sorry. This is like how today I had to describe how to act to somebody. Oh, no. (laughs) Not like that. It was like, I had to explain the concept of, you know, when you finish a monologue and you have to stay in character for a minute so that, like, everybody can be like, wow, that was a monologue and now it's done. And And then you nod your head and go, thank you. Thank you. Yes, Dan. Yes. Ah! So today I had to explain to someone that when they do a podcast and it's on a recording, it's the same thing minus the thank you. Uh-huh. Because I was working on editing something and this guy goes, thanks for listening. And it's a video podcast, oh, too. Oh, no. And I His was like, face oh. just dropped. Yeah, I was like, so I had to explain the concept of staying in character. Hmm. Yeah, if people could only hear what happens after we stop recording this, <laughs> we drop out of character. Mm-hmm. I start sounding like this. And I start sounding like this. Mm-hmm. We can't let them know our secrets, Dan. Never. Um, Skyrockets in flight. Yeah, so I this, uh, similar to with Dead Poet Society, nobody is ever going to say that this is a groundbreaking movie. It's a very tried and true Hollywood kind of plot, troubled man, fixed. But it does it so well. I liked it. It was good. Like yeah. it was, it was predictable. But at the same time, I was still rooting for Will. Like I was rooting for him to get back with Skyler, and I was rooting for him to get a good job and just to be happy. Like I, I didn't ex- like. I feel like it's so rare for me to be watching a movie and actually feeling an emotional connection about yeah. trivial things like that. Like, it's like, sometimes I feel like I watch movies and I'm like, ah, who could care less if they get together or not, ah? But sometimes I'm like, I hope they get together. And this was one of those times. <laughs> yeah. I know it wasn't a romance movie, but it kind of was, right? <laughs> it kind of was. It was also a math movie, Dan. So it can't be a romance movie if it's a math movie. Those two no. cancel each other out. People um, who like math will never find love confirmed. <laughs> there's a I, there's a reason this won the Oscar for, for best screenplay. It's very well written. The characters specifically are very well written. They're all Everyone's really well rounded. Yeah. Um almost everyone is really well rounded. I don't know if Stellan Skarsgar is all that well rounded. Well, I guess it's kind, kind of, of because he's so choice. singularly focused on his career. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really have that we can glean. He doesn't really have a family. He doesn't really have, like, kids or a spouse or anybody that he really 
is attached to. Whereas, like, Sean, it seems like, yeah, he he had a wife, but you can see the reason why he's not doing as many big fancy things as as Jerry, my father. <laughs> of course. As Jerry is because his wife got sick and he had to give up some of the things he loved in his career. Whereas yeah. Jerry chose his life of career only. Which is fine. Both are acceptable and both are ways to find happiness. However, yeah. it's just different. I thought you were going to say Jerry chose a life of crime. Crime! Math is a crime. Some, I got some trivia folks. for you. All right, hit me. Uh, so on the first day of shooting, Matt Damon mm-hmm. and Ben Affleck started crying because the scene there was a scene between Robin Williams and Stellan Skarsgård um, being performed. They were doing it verbatim. And they had been waiting five years to make the movie. And when they saw it, they were like, oh, my God, it's happening. And they started crying out of joy. Okay, that's cute. It is. I um, will say, let's back it up for a second because that crying reminded me. The scene where um, Robin Williams is hugging Matt Damon and he's, like, letting him cry. Mm-hmm. That's the scene where I was like, wow, we're breaking down a little toxic masculinity here. Yeah. We're allowing men to cry. Love that. I mean, also, the relationship between Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. That's guys being dudes. Yeah, it is. Minus the fighting. That's not guys being dudes. But like the brotherly love, the mm-hmm. friendship, the support. Asking about his girlfriend, you know, taking interest in his life. Guys being dudes. Wanting better for him. Mm, guys being dudes. Mm. Uh, professional aged youth being professional aged youth. When Robin Williams and Matt Damon were shooting the scene on the bench in the park. It seems mm-hmm. like there aren't many people around him, but in reality, there were over 3,000 people at the location watching the scene because they saw Robin Williams was there. They were like, gonna watch. That makes sense. I mean, when they filmed Transformers in Milwaukee, people flocked down to the art museum because that's where Shia LaBeouf was filming his scene. Yeah. And it was like chaotic. Oh, Trying people, to get everybody to be quiet and stuff. I remember when they filmed Transformers in Chicago and The Dark Knight in Chicago. Oh my lord. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Crazy time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when Robin Williams read the script, Francis Ford Coppola had sent it to him. Um, and his question to Francis Ford Coppola was, who are these guys? <laughs> Cute. We did love that. Yeah. There was a long thought of rumor that William Goldman wrote the script for this because people were like how the hell did these two guys that share one brain cell write this script um well maybe they're just dumb for show you know right like me because okay dan you're not dumb for show no this is me being dumb just wait until you see me smart it's over for you bitches oh oh god (laughs) (laughs) this isn't even my final form uh william goldman wrote butch cassidy and the sundance kid and all the president's men and the Mm. princess bride Mm, I don't care for that movie. Um, he wrote the novel. And he wrote uh. the screenplay. So mm, I don't care for that movie. <laughs> but William Goldman, he denied it all his life. And he was like, I wish I had written it. I didn't. It would have been great <laughs> if I did. God. Um, at least he said no. Like, at least he wasn't a dick about it. It was like, you're right. I absolutely did write it. And those two knuckleheads from Boston could never. Yeah. Um, so Ben Affleck and Matt Damon first asked Kevin Smith 
to direct the movie. I thought you were going to say Kevin Spacey, and I was about to cry. He's connected to everything. Ugh. Um, but Kevin Spacey turned it Canceled. down. Yeah, he turned it down because he thought it deserved a better director. Uh, oh. So Michael so Mann. Humble. Mel Gibson. Trash. And Steven Soderbergh, a king, mm. were all considered before Gus Van Sant was hired on. Mm. Gus Van Sant wanted a scene where Ben Affleck was killed in an on-the-job construction accident. What the fuck? When he read the script, he realized, oh, this is a terrible idea. Yeah, it's a very brotherly love, no depressingness. Yeah. Except for minor depressingness because of the whole wrench rope rod thing. (laughs) Wrench rope rod. God damn. (laughs) Uh, Kate Winslet was considered for Skylar, but she mm. turned it down because she had just made Titanic. So Yeah, I don't think I could see her in the role. Other actresses considered were Claire Danes. Oh, she and Decap hate each other. I know. Mm-hmm. Helena Bonham Carter. Shut up. That would have been cool. She would have been good. AMC Theater's own Nicole Kidman. Why did I think you were going to say Nicole Scherzinger? I hate my life. What? <laughs> we were just she was watching like Mass 12 Singer. 12 at this point. I know. We were just watching Mass Singer while we were eating, okay? Uh, Liv Tyler and Naomi Watts. Hmm. Lots of good options there. Yeah. And the original movie was about a math prodigy who gets recruited by the CIA and gets involved in a conspiracy. But... In Ooh. various, William Goldman did help them. Like he gave them notes on the script, and one yeah. of his notes was focus on the the brother stuff. Don't don't do, lose the CIA crap. Yeah, I like the brother stuff better. Yeah. I'm not really into the. That's, I don't feel like that fits in with the plot. Uh, and the the last piece of trivia I have is that when they were pitching the script to studios. On, like, page 60 of the script, they threw in an out-of-nowhere gay sex scene between nice. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck's characters. God, I wish, okay? <laughs> they were reading as a couple for so many parts of this, but I know, like, platonic love and romantic love sometimes read the same. Mm-hmm. But, uh, honestly... For but, the 90s, tempting. But the reason they put it in there was... Because they, it was basically like a test. I know. It was to see whether people actually read their script. And the only person who brought it up, surprisingly, the was, well, actually not surprising knowing who he is. But the only person who brought it up was Harvey Weinstein. Ugh, throw the whole man out. I mean, I know, I know we're talking about the fact that he actually read the script. And that's great and good and all. But he's so trash. Throw him out. Yeah. Throw him out. Throw him out. Um, It's also funny that the... Every time they end their therapy session, Robin Williams goes, time's up. Which I'll is, look to the future. It is. Prediction. This movie was mm. 20 years too early. Do you remember when the Harvey Weinstein stuff was happening and Harvey Firestein was like, people were coming after him and he's like, it's, it's not, not me. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got the wrong Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Harvey. Uh, so that's all the trivia Firestein, that I have. Firestein, not Weinstein. Yes, I Harvey think Weinstein. everybody got that. Okay, just making sure. Uh, 
So my question for you, would this movie be better, worse, or the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as Casey Affleck's role? Oh, much better. Throw Casey Affleck out. I, every time he was on screen, I was angered. Mm-hmm. He's such a little fuck. I couldn't... I, <laughs> let alone the fact that he's a shitty person in real life. I hated this character. He was a shitty person. It's like a weasel. Too. The whole scene where he was like masturbating in Ben Affleck's character's mom's bedroom. Yeah, disgusting. the fact that also Ben Affleck is not his brother in this movie. I know. I was really confused because at first I thought they were, and then it was revealed they weren't, and I was like, "Are you sure?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fake news, but okay. Um, okay, better works are the same. JTT as Will Hunting. No. This role was for Matt. Matt Damon. Also, do you know the song from Jimmy Kimmel, sung by I'm Sarah Silverman? Yes! Yeah. Oh my god, it was stuck in my head the whole time. I'm fucking Matt Damon. Do you know his other version? I'm fucking Ben Affleck? Of course. It was Jimmy Kimmel's response song. God. <laughs> Probably would have been very hard to hear that as Matt Damon. Probably would have. I know it wasn't real, but still. To do. Um... Would it be better or worse than the same with George Clooney as Sean? Sean. No, it'd be worse. George Clooney's too attractive. I think... He would break through to Robin... Will instantly with just a smolder. Oh, yeah. He'd hit him with the eyes. Yeah. I think Robin Williams had the right amount of disheveled for this look, you know? Yeah. Any... Nice role. George Clooney, I, for as good of an actor as he is, I wouldn't say he's great at playing vulnerable... No, listen. Which is absolutely something that this character needed. He's also not good at playing low to the ground and humble and because or just I've not seen Clooney. I've seen Oh Brother Where Art Thou and he's supposed to be a no good son of a gun and he's still hot. So call the police. He's still great in that movie though. Oh, I love that movie, don't get me wrong. Do you know that how embarrassing it was for him that he didn't sing his own songs considering he didn't? that No. He didn't, considering oh. that he is, I think, the nephew of Rosemary Clooney, the singer. Oh, yeah, I knew that, yes. <laughs> oh, well, fun. we all have different talents, George. That's okay. Uh, so, my last question for you. On a scale of one to five janitorial disasters that Matt Damon causes, what do you rate this? He gets water on a nearby student's feet. He doesn't wring out his mop. That's like rule number one. That's how you get... He uses... The thing that he's using when it looks like he's buffing the floor, that's to strip wax. Why would you do that in the middle of the school year? Who knows? This film is a janitorial disaster. But what do you give it? Get the police on the phone. (laughs) I give it four and a half stars. I really liked it. I had fun. Yeah. No, I I almost gave it a four. I really liked it and I had fun. I didn't even want to like it, Dan. I was cursing your name going into it because of math. Uh-huh. I still had a good time. Well, don't worry. Next week, you don't have to like it. What is it? Patch Adams. Hmm. I've never even heard of that movie, full stop. So we did the two good movies first. No, Dan! <laughs> Dan, please. Okay. What other Robin Williams New England film is there? Oh, they all had to be New England themed? Is that why? They all had to be like somewhat serious and New England themed. Oh, Because well, I want to think about right. fall. I want leaves. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Yeah, you're wearing a short sleeve shirt. I was Can't playing basketball it. outside today. Basketball outside? 
In shorts? I went for a hike yesterday. A hike? In the shorts. The only place I hiked was from my bedroom to the kitchen. Is that uphill? No. And well, maybe our apartment's kind of slanted. <laughs> anyway, if oh. you like this podcast, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at and in Conclusion and on Instagram at InConclusionPodcast. Or you can give us money on Patreon at patreon.com slash inconclusion. You know what we'll do with that money? I Spend don't. Spend it. Oh. Prob- yeah, I'm, we're going to... Sp- what? You know what we're going to spend that money on? These hands. What? I don't know. I don't know. Insurance policies for these hands, because they're registered mm. weapons. Because I'm a hand model. Oh. What? I don't know. <laughs> We're off the rails. It's too late. It's I'm past sleepy. nine. It is. Both of us are half asleep. Yeah. Uh, if you and want. It's only seven. Yeah, it's only seven ten for me, and I'm I am foot in the grave. Not only foot in the bed. <laughs> Uh, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at DanOkeefe86 and on TikTok at NotDanOkeefe. Where can they find you, Anna? You can find me on Instagram at OtomusPrime818, or you can find me on Twitter at AutobotsRollOut, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll, and the O in roll, and the O in out are zeros. Boom, bang, boom. We will be back next week with everyone's favorite film, Patch Adams. I'm rolling my eyes. So get mildly annoyed for that i don't know thanks dan in the meantime everybody stay safe have fun get vaccinated bye 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 (laughs) ew they reverse cowgirl in the toilet i hate it (laughs) no i swear to god if i listen to this podcast and i hear that sentence at the end i'm gonna be mad Creative Land Podcast.